Hi, this is Ryan. And I'm Caleb. And I'm Brandon, and we are the King's Advocate Podcast. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. We're just three brothers in Christ um, who are trying to edify others and to spread God's word. We're not experts on this in any way. We're not scholars, but we're just doing our best to tell others about God. Also, our co-host, Isaac Springer, could not be with us today. Um, But today, uh, I want to talk about distractions. Um, and I don't necessarily mean the types of distractions that you face just in your normal day-to-day life. Some things that come to mind are just like, you know, trying to have a conversation with somebody in a loud room and you can't hear yourself think, or you're trying to take a test and someone's clicking their pen over and over again. And it, you, it's just really annoying and distracting you from what you want to be doing. Those are distractions, but I want to talk about, um, distractions from God and different things that, can distract us from God in our everyday life. Um, we're going to go through a few of those things and <clears throat> talk about a few other things as well. The first one that I really want to spend any time on is money. I want to <clears throat> go ahead and read a passage from 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10. Ryan, if you could read that when you get there. 1 Timothy 6 and verse 10? Yes. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So just for a little clarification, because for a long time, whenever I was growing up, I kind of misread this verse. Um, I thought this verse growing up was talking about how money itself is evil. Uh, And that's that's not at all what this verse is talking about. It's talking about the love of money. And how that is the root of all evil. Not money itself, because I feel like if money itself is evil, we'd all be in a lot of trouble. Even though I don't have much, I know I'd be in trouble for having any. Um, But it's talking specifically about the love of money being that root of all evil. And, you know, it really depends on how we as a person view money. Um, whether, whether Whether it's going to be a distraction to us or not. You know, we can do good and and bad things with our money we can do really good things we can support ourselves and support our families and uh, have a family and be able to provide for them we can give back to others a portion of what we've been blessed or we can use that money for very bad things and a big part of it is how we go about getting that money Um, you know if we're greedy if we just can't have enough money and we always want more and more and more money that's whenever you know this root of all evil can really come into play because lots of evil things can happen whenever money becomes so important to us and that's really what I want to what I want to focus on is <clears throat> when money becomes more important to us than God is then lots of sin can come from that lots of evil bad things can come from that because our mind and our focus is being pulled away from God and it's being placed on money because we have a higher priority on this than we do on God. And, you know, that can lead to various number of sins. It can lead to lying about your sin. It can, obviously, it can lead to stealing. It can lead to a lot of other things as well. Well, I think it's important to mention just a quick clarification on this because some people think that like this, this verse saying is like literally the love of money is of all evil, and that's 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 not. I mean, it's it's pretty close to what it's it's kind of what it's saying. But like the ESV and the ASV and the New King James, they all translate it as the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, which I think is quite a bit more accurate, you know, uh, because obviously the love of money isn't the root of every single bit of evil. That's 
That would be right. Satan, and that would be, um, you know, the human heart's desire for things outside of God's will. Would you say, would you describe that, that uh, the root of, it's not that uh, the love of money is evil itself, it's that it's uh, um, related to all the different sins that can come from that. Uh, no, I think the root of love, love of money is evil. I mean, because if you look at... No, no, I, I don't mean that it's not evil. I mean that it's not, um, like, all of evil. It's not evil incarnate to, to love money. That's not, like, the, the primary basis. Like, having a love for money and automatically to, all the sins there, that's not yeah, the case. It's, right. it's, it branches out and is related to yeah. a plethora. Of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, was, that was poorly worded on my part. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's kind of what... What, uh, what it's saying. Anyways, go ahead, Brian. But what I was mainly trying to focus on in this part was having a love for money over a love for God and how much of a big deal that that is and how much of a real serious issue that can be for everybody if that happens to you. Because, like I said just a few moments ago, that if our, my, if our focus is on money and the things of this earth before it's on God, if that's our main focus, then... <coughs> then our mind and our focus is not where it needs to be and it's focused on the things of this earth the things of this world which are carnal which are not everlasting and which are made basically well, I, don't, I don't know what I was going to say there but <laughs> which are which are carnal and not everlasting and are not spiritual um, like the things that are above like God and like Jesus um, which is where our focus really needs to be on and so if we're not careful, money can absolutely be a distraction. And and that's uh, you you talking about how dangerous that is. I feel like this particular kind of struggle is something that um, you have to be especially careful of in your day to day because it will creep up on you. You know, mm -hmm. like this more than a lot of things will will creep up on you slowly over time and and kind of take over if you're not being careful. You know. Yeah, you always got to stay on guard and always be prepared to <clears throat> keep your focus and do what you need to do to keep your focus whether that you know it means you having to make certain sacrifices in your life or whatever but we have to stay on guard because if not then like you're saying it can it can be there before we even know it i think if you look at like the rich young ruler jesus knew his heart and he had a uh, he had this problem he he loved his possessions you know, he loved. It doesn't specifically say wealth, but he was unwilling to give up what he had because he valued his things, his money, possibly more than he valued following Jesus. And so, you know, for some people, like you look at like uh, the story of the rich young ruler, right? And people look at that and say, "So, well, see, to be a Christian, you have to give up everything that you have, sell it all, and give it to the poor." And that's that's not true. The reason that Jesus told him that, in, in my opinion, is because that was a, a problem specific to him. He said, you, you know, mentioned certain sacrifices, right? So if you've got, when Jesus says, uh, you know, if your right hand offends you, cut it off and cast it away from you. If your, if your eyes offend you, pluck them out and cast them away from you. You know, a lot of the time, I used to think <clears throat> that he was being like uh, metaphorical. I, I don't, I, I've come to the opinion that he didn't, he's not really being metaphorical you know i'm not saying that jesus is saying if you actually do something bad with your right hand or do something bad with your eyes literally pluck them out and or, or cut it off i'm saying jesus is telling us in that passage 
If that's what it takes for you to stop committing that sin, then do that. That being said, if that's my if my problem is to that extent, and I tell Caleb, I need you to cut my right hand off. If he's coming to me with a table saw, I feel fairly confident that I be, I can find a way to manage my sin. You know, but Jesus is making the point, and he makes the point again here to this rich young ruler that it's so important. Our our spiritual lives are so important that you do whatever you need to do. For him, it was he needed to sell everything he had because that was the big thing between him and God was his possessions. He needed to sell all that. And he needed to give it to the poor and he needed to go follow Jesus. That's what he lacked. And, uh, you know, I, I honestly don't know how I got here. But uh, <laughs> but it's, it's important that we, we recognize the, you know, how, how serious of a problem it can become. I guess that's how I got here. It's important that we recognize how serious of a problem it can become. It was a problem for him. It's a problem for a lot of people today, especially in hit different people differently as well. Yeah, and, and in as rich of a country as, as we're in, you know, we 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 definitely need to be aware of it because our society craves money, and they tell us it's the end all be all. But go ahead, Brendan. Sorry. So, <clears throat> moving on to the next part, which kind of goes hand in hand with money, is entertainment. Um, I think this is a an, again just like money another really big aspect in so many people's lives because you know in today's world everybody i mean i'm sure this was this case before but like nobody wants to be bored like you want to be entertained you don't want to be bored you don't want to just be sitting around doing absolutely nothing you want to be entertained and it and entertainment can be completely different to each person you know some of the things that i might mention well can be boring to a lot of people some of them um, might be more of an entertainment issue to others than it is to me uh, it can be different for each person but in I want to read a passage in first John chapter 2 in verse 15 Caleb if you could read that sure love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him so kind of you know as I said before, a lot I can say a lot of the same things that I said about money with this. Um, and just how we read in that passage for money in 1 Timothy, how a love of money can, so, many, so much evil can come from that. The same can be said about having a love for just the world and the things that are in the world. And I think entertainment is a really big part of that. You know, for a long time, I, well... You know, mainly to focus in a certain time period in college, whenever I had moved out and I was on my own, I would come home from classes, if I even went to classes, and I would just sit down on my bed and watch TV, play video games. I would never open my Bible. I would never read it. Um, I wouldn't be praying like I should, but instead I would be spending my time just playing video games, watching movies, listening to music, hanging out with my friends. And I want to clarify that, you know, none of those things I would say are necessarily bad. It's not, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to play video games. I don't think it's wrong to watch movies or things like that. Now, some of the things we play and some of the things we watch, you know, some of those things might be things that we should stay away from. Um, But I don't think those things are necessarily bad on their own. And I don't think you guys would either. But just as I said with money and how we all said it, if we have a love for the things of this world and that love is 
more important to us the things of this world entertainment money all these different things if those things become more important to us than God is you know there's a very serious problem there that needs to be fixed <clears throat> as soon as possible and our focus needs to be taken away from the things of this earth um, whether it be entertainment or money and be placed on God and on Jesus and on spreading the gospel and on telling others about that and reading our Bibles praying that's what our focus needs to be on rather than the things of this earth yeah. <coughs> so this is, a, this is one especially that is kind of like you're talking about um, it, this one is still really hard for me because uh, at some point I had trained myself to be entertained at all times and now I feel like I'm still kind of at the point to where if I have nothing to do, even if just for one or two seconds, I'll go straight to my phone or TV or something and immediately seek entertainment, like almost like my brain can't mm -hmm. not be entertained for more than two seconds. Um, I think that's a really big problem, especially in the world we live in today, where we just have such easy access to entertainment just at all times that uh, it's kind of easy to train yourself to to constantly be on that and then once you're on that it's almost impossible to to get away from yeah. that mindset uh, and to make time for things but the way that um, I think you're supposed to combat that is by purposing and, and making time to uh, schedule time away from that you know like make sure it's part of your your calendar uh, to have you know time today or every day for God and for prayer and for if you if you'll plan on doing that and not just let yourself turn straight to entertainment then you'll um, you'll be more more ready and, and uh, go to that plan that you've already got rather than turning to your phone instead mm -hmm. uh, and it's easy to make that choice when you you've already planned it out ahead of time so that was uh, just one thing that I was thinking about and it's one thing to make the plan but it's another to stay faithful to yeah, that as that's well true. which I mean you know like Something that just came to mind is like when you plan that, when you want to put in that time specified for that day to spending time in God's word and praying, you know, maybe it's not as good of an, maybe for some people it might not be as good of an idea to, oh, I'll get home, I'll eat, I'll watch some TV and then I'll turn it off and I'll study and I'll pray. Maybe it's a better idea to get home and then study, first. and then pray before you get distracted, before your mind is focused on these things that you don't want to put down, I and then go to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't been thinking about this today, actually. It's just, um, you know, if we compare, if I compare my, the time I spend on, you know, spending time watching TV or playing games or reading books or, I don't know, reading about sports or football, you know, like, and then the time that I spend in the Word of God, that's, it's embarrassingly, um, it's embarrassing how, how little time I spend in God's Word compared to how I spend my time entertaining myself. And so I think that, um, you know, our free time should not be, you know, or, or my mindset should not be, you know, how can I fill my free time entertaining myself to the best of my ability? In, in comparison, like, and then saying, well, and then I'll leave this little scrap of time to study God's word and to pray and to uh, think about God and, and to be spiritual and to get my mindset right. Because, I mean, 
that's that's not what God deserves. God doesn't deserve a scrap of my time, and he doesn't deserve a scrap of my attention. Uh, I mean, his death is a pretty clear representation that, you know, he was all in, and that, and, you know, as followers of him and as his disciples, we bear his name. Like, that's, we're supposed to be all in. You know, our free time, as much as, you know, I'm not, again, it's not like we can't spend time doing things that we enjoy or entertain ourselves, but but our free time definitely, I think, needs to be, or my free time, needs to be more heavily comprised of spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Um, before we go on, we just want to let you guys know that there is a dog here, and this dog is barking quite a bit. <laughs> and so if you hear that in the background, that's what it is. We apologize. But moving on, um, the last real, the last distraction that I want to spend time in before we move on is uh, talking about people in general. I want to go ahead and read a passage um, in Luke chapter 14 and verse 26. Ryan, if you could read that. Sure. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also he cannot be my disciple. So kind of like in our verse in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10, how I, whenever I was growing up, I kind of had a different interpretation of this just growing up because I just didn't know. And I didn't really have the um, things I needed to look up words and in their context and stuff. I was very confused by this whenever it would say hate because, you know, the only kind of hate that I knew growing up was the kind I was not supposed to do. The kind where if I hate my brother, I'm a murderer. The kind of hate that we're told throughout the Bible to not hate our brethren, um, but to love them. And... I found out um, that the word hate in this passage, it's not meaning that kind of hate at all. It's simply meaning to love less. And in this context, it's talking about loving less than God, our family, our friends, ourselves, the people around us, our spouses, our children, our parents, to love them less than we love God. And this people in general, the people around me, the people that I care about is something that I don't necessarily, you know, throughout my life tend to place in the category of the things of this world, but they are, you know, people are of this world, you know, they come to this world and they leave this world. Um, now, again, I'm not saying that, you know, being around people is wrong. I don't think that at all, but whenever, you know, just like how I've said, and you guys have said throughout this whole, um, podcast is that if the, if the people in our lives and as well as the things of this world, the things in our lives um, are more important to us and are more of a priority to us than God is, then there's a really big issue there. And it can be tough because, you know, we're around our families all the time. We're around our spouses. We're around our parents. We're around children. We're around our friends. We're around people all throughout our lives. And like we talked about earlier if we're not careful it can really creep up on us to where without us even knowing we we have more of a priority to spend with people than we do with god we have a higher love for people than we do with god and we're you know we're told that we need to love the people of this earth less than we love god and we are commanded to love them but we have to make sure that God is more important to us and God is more of a priority to us in our lives than the people that are in this world are. And uh, if 
I can add to that just a little bit. Um, what that sometimes means is putting aside people to make time for God, if that's something that you have to do. Uh, which doesn't sound fun, and it's certainly not something uh, you would ever want to do, but there may be an instance uh, where you need to choose to focus on God instead, and you need to uh, push somebody to the side or, or postpone your plans with someone or, or cancel plans with somebody because you need to focus on God. Um, but taking that chance to prioritize Him over whatever person that may be, whether it's the, the closest person to you or a family member or, or however it is, uh, they have you have to be willing to uh, place them under God. And that sometimes means making sacrifices. It just comes down to what's more important to us in our own lives. What's more important to me? Is it my soul and making it to heaven and focusing on God? Or is it being focused on the things here on this earth? You know, I was, I was literally just about to talk about that and how... <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. But how... While I was in college, there was a big influence because I was around a lot of different people, a lot of different people, mm-hmm. you know, people that didn't have the same thoughts and beliefs that I do and that you guys do. And, you know, people that I was close to, people that I wasn't close to, all had a very big influence on me. And they all, whether they were good influences or bad influences, I focused on them more than I did on God. And that, you know, I had to. In order to get away from that distraction, I had to just leave college altogether. And, you know, in some ways that was a little bit of an easy decision because I didn't really like it there in the first place. But in a lot of ways, it was also a very difficult decision because I had friends there. You know, I had people that I really enjoyed spending time with. And for any of these things, people, entertainment, money, and a lot of other distractions that can come your way, there's a lot of different things that can distract you from God sacrifices may need to come for each of those things whether that's a permanent sacrifice or whether it's a temporary one to get your focus back and to see if you can still handle that or not but god created you know all the things of this earth he created money he created entertainment he created people and our focus needs to be on god the creator rather than his creations and the things that he made our focus and our love needs to be on God first and foremost before we, we focus on the things of this earth. And I think your um, I think your intention when you spend time with people like if you do feel like you need to set somebody aside uh, and reevaluate you know how that time is is affecting you as a Christian. I think I think that if we are in in a relationship like if we're if we're friends with somebody who's outside the church and we're spending time with them, I think our focus. Again, like you're saying, Brandon, it needs to be on God. If are we focusing, like when we when we're with this person, are we just spending time with them to just have fun and have a good time, or are we spending time with them with the intention of trying to bring them closer to God? And I think that that distinction really matters, you know, because if our intention is to just hang out with them and have fun, that's that's probably a pretty good way for them to be a distraction to us and and for them to to draw us away from God, and so. You know, not every second of every minute, or not every second of a relationship you can spend talking to somebody about God, obviously, if they're outside the church, because that might drive them away, and, and you might lose that chance, but I think your your focus needs to be, I think your focus needs to be on, on trying to bring them, bring them closer to God. Um, and moving to my next kind of section, which really isn't 
it's not talking about and focusing on certain distractions of this world, but it's about tragedy and how we react in that and what we do. Um, and I want to, you know, say ask a question to anyone who's listening. Who or what do you go to whenever tragedy happens in your life? What do you do um, whenever bad things come your way? Do you go to money? Do you go to entertainment? Do you go to, you know, people, your parents, your friends? It could. Do you go to an elder? Um, I would argue, and I'm sure both of you would too, that before we go to anything of this earth, of the world, we need to go to God first and foremost before we go to anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, in Philippians chapter 4, in verse 13, Caleb, if you would read that. Yeah. Philippians 4, 13. Yes. It says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Um, so this is a pretty popular verse. A lot of people know this uh, verse and can say it, you know, just off the top of their mind. But <clears throat> I didn't really ever know the full extent of this verse until you know something bad happened to me and how god can provide strength he can provide comfort in ways that nobody else can in ways that nothing else can um and i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with going to your parents whenever something wrong happens or a spouse or your elders and talking to them Um, I'm not saying that those things are necessarily bad, but we need to look to God first. We need to look for strength and for comfort whenever things go wrong in God. We need to try and find those things in God, in God's word, and we need to pray to God whenever those things, whenever that grief, that tragedy, whenever we're in pain, whenever bad things happen. Um, And... If we don't, if we go to the things of this world and we make a habit of going to the things of this world before we go to God, it becomes easier and easier and easier to be pulled away because we're relying on the things of this earth rather than relying on God. Um, And we're putting a priority on that. You know, if I go to, um, if I go to entertainment Every single, which is what I've done in the past. You know, whenever something would happen that makes me upset, or whenever something very big and serious would happen, you know, I would just place myself on my couch and watch movies for hours and do nothing. I would play video games for hours and do nothing else. Um, and I wouldn't even think to go to God in those times. And in those moments, I can tell you that Satan, the devil, jumped at those opportunities as soon as something bad happened he would jump on those opportunities to pull me away with the things of this earth in first peter chapter 5 and verse 8 ryan if you could read that instead of casting all your care upon him for he cares for you no no darn five verse six eight eight be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour so i really like this Example in this passage um, because it really puts into into perspective for me how um, the devil will come at each and every one of us with everything he's got. Pretty much, he he doesn't take a day off. If something bad happens to us, he's not going to be like, "Oh, that's that's rough. I'm going to give you a day off." (laughs) He's not going to do that. He's going to be trying and trying and trying to pull us away from God with the things of this earth to distract us from going to God, and. You know, it's an example that I've seen a lot of, and, you know, it's in 
a lot of movies, whenever something bad happens to the main character or someone dies close to the main character, they always go and um, they, they'll go to, I don't know, their local bar and drink their sorrows away. Yeah. And, you know, that that's, I think, is a horrible example to be, you know, showing people in movies. But that, that happens in real life. People go to the things of this earth because it will distract them from the the things that have happened and it'll distract them from God and and, and let me go just ahead. add while you're on that point that doesn't help you get over the issue that doesn't that doesn't add to anything to you that just delays it mm-hmm. you know people do that to just not feel the hurt uh, but that doesn't solve the problem God offers a solution to solve your problems by handing them over to him uh, so yeah, I don't know. I just figured I'd point that out. Yeah, go ahead. I was also going to say that, you know, going to God is and in, in prayer and reading his word is is what we should do, yeah, in, in, in situations where we face problems and tragedy. But I think going to God is also, it, it does look like going and talking to your elders or spending time with your brothers and sisters because God provided us with a family yeah. in, in the right. church for a reason. And so that is a, a tool that we should use because our, our brothers and sisters are going to be able to help us and comfort us in ways that, like like you're talking about, the rest of the world won't. And they'll be able to offer long-term solutions. I mean, some tragedies don't get better. I mean, when you lose a loved one, that person's gone, and you can't get them back. But God can offer healing for that, and we can have hope in the fact that our loved ones, Lord willing, are in the church, and, and we'll see them again. And... Uh, the, the world can't offer that, and a bottle can't offer that. So, yeah, yeah, we we really need to be focusing on, especially whenever things go wrong, of where our focus is, and a lot of that can be easier whenever those tough times come by preparing ahead of time. You know, preparation. You know, having our focus where it needs to be before tragedy happens, before bad things happen you know, can make it so much easier to go to God. You know, I'm not saying it's an easy thing, but if our mind and our focus is where it needs to be, which is on God and not on things of this earth, then we won't be as tempted and the want, the want won't be there um, like it would be if it wasn't. Um, <clears throat> so our focus needs to be on God rather than things of this earth. We've said that a lot. Um, but one thing I want to spend a little bit of time on uh, is different things that we're being distracted from. I know we've talked about a lot being distracted from God, but I want like different activities that we need to be doing in our lives. And we touched on a few of them already, you know, talking about reading our Bibles and praying to God. You know, those are two super easy things that we can be doing. I can knock out multiple books in the Bible in 30 minutes. Um, and I can say a prayer in my head. Uh, I can say a prayer out loud in a really quick amount of time and it's a very easy thing that we can do but again it's something that we can be distracted from doing very easily if we're not careful um but i feel like we've talked about that quite a lot um another one that i want to talk about is going to church spending time with brothers and sisters in christ um whether that's in a church assembly um or you know out whenever uh we're not in a, a in a church service um, but going to church in general, you know, that 
I've always thought, you know, whenever I go to church on a Wednesday, you know, Wednesday night services are such a refresher for me because, yeah, I mean, I've been to work Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and I'm exhausted, and especially like right now, it's so hot outside, and I'm just exhausted, and going to church can be a real refresher and something that can really lift my spirits to go to church and to worship God with brothers and sisters in Christ. Got ahead of myself. With brothers and sisters in Christ who will lift me up, who will want the best for me, who um, I can talk to about various different things. Um, and there's so many different times that I, throughout life, I have wanted to stay home from church. Um, and I was like, I, I'm too tired. I don't really want to go. I'd rather be doing different things. And, and then you get there and you're like, oh, I'm so I know. <laughs> and somebody would, you know, make me go, whether it was my grandparents growing up or whoever would make me go to church. And I would always be glad that I could uh, go to church. And it's because I was having, I was, a priority was being put into my life to put a priority of God in front of the things of, the earth, of this earth, no matter how tired I was, to put first God and God's people, brothers and sisters in Christ, and developing relationships with those people, friendships that would last a lifetime. And if we find ourselves wanting to do things outside of God, outside of God and in this world, rather than going to church, rather than uh, spending time with brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, one will really be suffering because we won't have the benefits of those relationships with brothers and sisters in Christ. And two, we won't be worshiping God. We won't be spending time in God's word or praying or doing all those things with other brothers and sisters in Christ like we would be doing if we put that focus on God. Um, and the last one that I wanted to spend time on was spreading the gospel. You know, that's a you know, we've kind of touched on that a little bit about um, telling others about Christ and how we can be distracted from doing that. Um, but we're commanded to tell others about Christ and about that sacrifice. In Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, another pretty popular verse that a lot of people know. Uh, Caleb, if you could read that for me. Sure. Uh, you said Mark 15, 16? 16, 15. Oh, 16 and 15? Uh, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So we're commanded to tell others about Jesus' sacrifice. We're commanded to tell others about that and what he did for us. You know, other people need that sac or other people need that um, just like we need that. You know, I I don't know why I would ever want to keep that to myself, and that's something that I find very odd that I do, um, that I keep that great news, you know, that's what gospel means, is the good news. Why I would want to keep the best thing that's ever happened to me to myself? Well, a lot of times the answer that I come up with is because I'm focused on myself rather than them. I'm wanting to be, I'm wanting myself to be entertained, I'm wanting myself to catch up on sleep or you know get some food or whatever rather than putting my focus on other people and how their soul is at stake and that's another thing that a lot of times growing up I would rather spend time in my room 
watching TV or playing video games or being on my phone, doing whatever, rather than spreading the gospel. And it's another thing that I got distracted from a lot growing up. Um, and, you know, the same with all these other things. Um, there were times where I wouldn't want to go to church. There were times where I wouldn't ever read my Bible. I wouldn't ever pray because I was being distracted, because my focus was not being placed on God. It was being placed on the things of this earth, the things of this world, which is not where it needs to be. Um, I want to read one more verse, and it's really a summary of basically what we've been trying to say this entire time in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2. Ryan, if you'd read that. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. So I feel like... You know, I probably could have started with this verse and we would have been 20 minutes quicker. <laughs> um, but when it says exactly what we've been trying to get across this whole time, to set our focus on the things that are above rather than the things of this earth, things that are eternal, things that never end, such as God and Jesus and salvation, heaven, um, all those things rather than the things of this earth that are the complete opposite. They're of this earth. They're of sin. They're... Um, not everlasting they'll perish at some point or another you know all people will die all people die at some point or another um the things of this earth will not last so elijah didn't die just you're right you're right my bad but why would we want to put our focus on the things of this earth rather than the things that are above rather than god whenever jesus came to this earth and died on the cross for our sins why would we want to put our focus on the things, of this, the things of this earth rather than on him and on God who sent his son to die on that cross for our sins. We need to have our focus on the things... Nope, almost said something really bad. Totally wrong. We need, we need to have our focus set on God and the things that are above rather than the things that are on the earth. Um, another summary verse that I've been thinking of this entire time is um, in Romans 8 and verse 5. It says... Um, for they that are in the flesh, they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. I think I think that's you know that whole chapter of Romans seven through eight really is hits on this topic really hard, and I was actually reading that today, so I think it goes in really well with. Um, with this study um and and paul's point there is you know our mindset needs to be like i said our mindset needs to be after spiritual things if we're always thinking about money and how to get more money we're always thinking about entertainment and how to be more entertained or we're always thinking about um how to spend more time with friends or or if you're i don't know i don't know there's a million different things that you can be distracted by and you can chase after and if you're thinking about them which it's, it's easy to do you know you fall into it real easy because we are physically here i mean our bodies are physically here and we're surrounded by things that are also physically here and we can't see the spiritual world with our eyes or or touch it or or hear it we have to have faith in it and we have to read about it in god's word and that's and and spend time with other christians and and that is so incredibly easy to get lost in the flow of life and so paul's point here is put your focus on on the spiritual things and you won't walk after the fleshly things you won't you won't be a carnally minded person and that's important because like brandon you said 
this all this is going to disappear one day. And if we're carnally minded, we're not going to be in a good position when it does. You know, we'll be on a we we won't even be on like a life raft, and there'll be a tsunami coming. We'll be we'll be standing there, you know, defenseless. So we need we need to be be spiritually minded, or or uh, we're gonna get washed away one day, just like the rest of everything here. That's all I had, job and things. That's all I had. If not, then I'm Brandon. I'm Caleb. And I'm Ryan. Thank you so much for listening to the King's Advocate Podcast.